Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea, and I have a special guest host today, Adrian Martini. Welcome Woo! back to the show, Adrian. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. So you have a 5K race this weekend? Is that <laughs> is that is my intel right? Your intel is absolutely correct. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I decide, my coach talked me into, not, it, she didn't have to talk hard, <laughs> suggested that I try and run a fast 5K this summer. Uh-huh. And summer in the Northeast um, is tricky mm-hmm. because it's either 8 million degrees mm-hmm. or it's 50. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just kind of rolling the dice. So it looks like that this Saturday, which is when the 5K is, they already have the heat warnings out. Oh, goodness. Um, so this 5K is run in conjunction with, it's a 19K up at the Women's Hall of Fame in Seneca Falls. Oh, fantastic. And Yeah, and it's a 19K for the 19th Amendment, which gave I women the right that. to vote. Yes. Yep. Uh, which is why I wanted to do this race. Mm-hmm. Um, they've already shortened the 19K because of all oh. the heat warnings down oh. to, um, I think, eight miles Hmm. Um, because a 19k would be a 19k would be almost close to 11 12 yes exactly because yeah if if a a 5k is 3.1 right so that'd be um yeah almost four of those Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um so they've already shortened it once i wouldn't be shocked if they shortened it again what i mean what what heat are we talking uh, so at eight in the morning, it's already going to be 82 with about 90% humidity. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Babe, uh, so I'm going to run the 5K, uh-huh. but I don't think I'm going to set any new uh, land speed records. Oh. Uh, so well, it's fine. So I mean, it the, is what it is. But then are you going to, you know, so you got that. Do you have that, you know, burning hunka hunka feeling in your tummy that makes you want to then find one maybe in November and shoot for that or? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No. Um, so in November, I already have a half planned, but mm-hmm. I think I could squeeze some in somewhere uh-huh. along uh-huh. the way. Well, I mean, maybe it also it also might be the temperature might drop before November in the, you know, central <laughs> New York. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. No, it will. It will. <laughs> like we have eight weeks that are just unpleasant uh-huh. but then the rest of the year the, well you have to make peace with winter but once you've done that um the weather around here is fine it's just that it just gets humid sometimes and mm-hmm. really hot uh-huh. but it passes so you're just playing the odds playing the odds is this uh-huh. is this not the time to say that molly and i have been griping about the 70 percent humidity that we have here and it's probably <sighs> in the i don't know by that point, maybe it's in the mid to high sixties. Mm, yeah, it sounds <laughs> the, awful. This sounds is the morning. terrible. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm sure there are people in Florida right now who are yeah. just like grinding their teeth. Right. Um, they're like, you don't even know. Right. Um, and they are absolutely right. Uh-huh. Um, oh yeah, we know. However, we know. Yeah, we know. It's we all know. what you're accustomed uh, to. It's all about what you're accustomed to, and this is just. I think even somebody from Florida would go outside in this and just kind of yeah. melt very slowly wow yeah um so it's just unpleasant yeah um, well that's unfortunate eh, well yeah. but i'll be up at the women's hall of fame that's really cool um, i didn't know there was such a thing there there is they're working on uh, you know they could stand some money being thrown their way <laughs> <laughs> they're working on building a building but uh-huh. oh, um, okay the the seat of the idea is there mm-hmm. um and it's up near geneva which is where the seneca seven race starts oh, all um, right your your one year. day relay you're kind of adjacenting yes. to the uh to the topic of today's show which is going to be yes. one day relay races it yeah. is but but i know that uh john is doing something very exciting too though he is he is we my my young beloved young son who uh turns 14 in a couple weeks <laughs> he and his how, twin sister how does that happen how i know happen? i know and they're going to be freshmen in high school yep. And Mine too. Yeah. yeah, I know. So, um, so John, this is his third year at Young Musicians and Artists Camp, which is a um, two-week sleepaway camp down in Salem, Oregon, which is the capital of Salem. It's at um, actually, I believe, the oldest liberal. 
capital of Oregon, sorry, the um, uh, Portland. <laughs> it's, it's the capital of the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the capital of the Northwest. It feels that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that uh, it's at Willamette University, which I believe is the oldest liberal arts college um, west of the Mississippi. I could be wrong, but I think that's correct. Um, so, and his focus is musical theater. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I, uh, sense that you might be wishing that you could be there, maybe, Adrian, (laughs) as part of the whole theater scene. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Although I was in technical theater, not so much. You can go to camp for to work tech for two weeks. And I'm like, I said, Linda, we went down to visitor day on Saturday and they they showcase each of the um, disciplines, you know, the creative writing, the songwriting, theater, um, photography, and then they showcase the tech program huh. and I, I lean over a jack and I'm like, do you think those kids have to pay to come to that? <laughs> and, and I mean, it's quite an extensive program. I mean, it's really, really well thought out. They have the um, teacher from our kids arts focus middle school. She's, she heads it up. And, but I'm like, I mean, it's not an inexpensive camp and I'm like, right. wow. So, um, but John's a musical theater and then they are doing a showcase of stuff tonight this is wednesday as we record this and we've never gone this is john's third year there and we've never gone down midweek to see the performance but he supposedly has um the starring male role of they're doing um a snippet of anastasia which i Mm -hmm. think is a disney um musical that is based on you know the young zarina yes exactly Yeah, so um, so he said to us on Saturday, he's like, "Oh, I'd really like you to come down. I, I'm, you know, I have a starring role." And I'm like, "Okay." Oh, so yeah, perfect. so we're taking the girls down and um, road tripping to Salem, which is the capital of Oregon. Uh- <laughs> so I have to tell you real quick, yes, that my husband and I celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary. Which oh, congratulations! Blows my mind. Oh, thank you. Uh, we were babies when we got married. <laughs> um, we celebrated a couple weeks early because that's when we could do it. Mm-hmm. And we took a road trip down to New York City and saw Burn This on Broadway. Right. How did I not think to ask you about this? I know, right? Um, with Carrie Russell from, everybody knows her from Felicity. Felicity and uh, the Americans. Uh-huh. And the Americans. And your favorite, oh, Adam uh-huh. Driver. Adam Driver. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, the show was fantastic. Um, Adam Driver is a giant. Uh, uh, Carrie Russell is tiny. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. She is itty bitty. But uh, the other two men on the stage are normal sized humans. Yeah. Um, and Adam Driver is enormous. Like he, it's not like he's big and bulky. He's just a he's tall. solid yeah. tall guy. Um, yeah. So it was really interesting to and- see. Go ahead. Is it a new play or is it a play no, that you're not familiar with? Oh, it's a play that you're not familiar with. Um, actually, my husband and I decided to go down and see it because I directed a, a production of it in college. So I love that. You know, that was yeah, yeah, and I was shocked at how much of the how many of the lines and everything I remembered. Uh huh. Um. So the play was written in 1987. Uh huh. I directed it in 1990. 9293 somewhere uh-huh. in there um so it's not a new play and mm-hmm. there are moments in it where there's a whole subplot that involves a telephone and somebody picking up the extension oh, in goodness. another room <laughs> um which i was wondering like anybody under the age of 35 were like what's going on what right. is this how does he know that information <laughs> so, but it had they picked songs from 1987 for oh, like the pre-show music and nice. it was the best mix ever oh so much fun yeah it was great great fun wow oh that's awesome that's awesome so did you go for the weekend or you just went for a night we just went overnight we uh-huh. went down first thing friday came back saturday morning yeah fun 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 yeah, yeah. Yep. it's so different getting to stay in in manhattan rather than it's the, yeah you know growing up outside of it in connecticut i would go in for the day and it's different to have that home base yeah and, you know it just oh, yeah it's nice exciting. it's nice to be able to just go back to the hotel room and mm-hmm. um, yeah. wash off manhattan because in july you know <laughs> In Manhattan. <laughs> like, okay, so do 
I smell like hot garbage or is that just the city? Um, and it's a little of both. It's a little of both. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, well. Speaking of um, stink, um, you know we're gonna t- we're gonna talk about one day relay races where you work Yay! up quite a sweat and uh, and then stew in it while you sit in the van and it's all all an incredible amount of fun and um, it is. and I brought you on to be the co-host because you have done uh, one day relay race two times with a whole bunch of bammers, which is very fun. And so our two guests are going to, uh, one of them is the director of the Venerable Hood Coast here in Oregon, and then a Bammer who has done a slew of one-day relay races, a Bammer with a ton of energy. So excited to have Cindy on the show. And both guests will be in studio, which I love. I wish you could be here too, Adrian. Uh, you too. You have stayed here in this room. You know, it, is, it is our guest bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so you can visualize where I am. Um, yep. Yes. We'll kick off the interviews after this brief break. Stay with us. First up is Felicia Hubbard, the Hood to Coast Race Series Director and Chairwoman. Felicia is the daughter of Robert Foote, founder of the venerable Hood to Coast. The first time Felicia was a guest on our show way back in the spring of 2015, she was the mother of a toddler. Somehow he has grown up somewhat since then. So welcome back to the show, Felicia. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Yeah. And so your son, remind us, how old is he now? He is six and a half on summer break, almost mm-hmm. going into first grade. Mm-hmm. And at, a, wow. at, zoo cam- at zoo camp. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Having a ball. <laughs> I wish I wish I was there too. <laughs> so refresh our memory about your running background. Okay. So my running background really kind of, I don't know, serendipitously started when my dad was an ultra marathoner and I would see him going out on runs every morning uh he would be you know doing like a 20 mile training run in northwest portland and i was Wait. three three years old i know you know as, just as a typical do. 20 yeah. miler <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah yeah so i thought that was normal apparently and at age three i like would beg him to go take me running with him and Aww. he finally you know succumbed and he would jog me around you know and we'd do a block uh we'd run around the block and then he'd drop me back off with my mom at home and then he'd go out on his 20 miler um, so, you know, we grew up like our family vacations were usually destination, you know, to go run, you know, whatever marathon in Hawaii or, um, one at the, at the Oregon coast. And that was like, Hey, let's go root on dad. And, uh-huh. um, that's what we did. So I just, I grew up kind of surrounded by running. And then I started, uh, running on like just a, a local track club uh when I was about nine years old and just loved it kind of took to it and um I've been running ever since so (laughs) I kind of kind of took a break right after high school started college you know just kind of that burnout from competition and then uh refound the love for myself uh after that just kind of in in doing my own thing and and training and not really doing anything high pressure but just you know enjoying running for the love of it um and just the the essence of it for myself yeah Nice. So how many relays have you run? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I've done six Hood to Coasts before wow. I actually started working for the event. And then I ran in Hood to Coast Pacific City, which we had last year and we'll have again this coming year. Uh, and I have also run in Hood to Coast Washington and China. And oh, yeah. How can I forget China? That's a great picture <laughs> of you. Yeah. Yep. Hood to Coast China. That was incredibly hard but so beautiful and extremely memorable so uh-huh. uh yeah that was kind of the i would say the latest capstone was was uh-huh. to coast china running uh-huh. in that one for me okay so maybe about 10 relay yeah races. yeah somewhere around there. there yeah 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 um so describe a relay race to the uninitiated including calling out the differences between a multi-day race like mm-hmm. the mother of all relays the hood to coast and the one-day races that your organization now hosts right so the, the kind of the, the main difference is the one day relays, obviously, just as the name implies, uh, are all encompassing in one day. So mm-hmm. you can participate. You don't have to do, uh, you know, any kind of overnight sleeping in a sleeping field. You can have a shower at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a, a, a typical one day relay, uh, you have a team of six people on a team and you're running two legs. Um, anywhere, you know, varying in distance from three to nine miles. And um, you'll be trading off to your teammate at the exchange point. And uh, it'll, it'll last anywhere from 
um, you know, maybe starting at like four to five thirty in the morning and finishing the race, uh, you know, anywhere from three to five PM. So you get to enjoy, you know, like a nice dinner, but it's still a pretty amazing accomplishment still in completing, you know, 70 miles with six people. Uh, right. And, in a day. and that, that you're in a van. And so when you're not running, you're in the van and yes. you're you're not going right behind the runners, but you're maybe going the same route, maybe not, mm-hmm. maybe meeting them up at the next exchange, the yep. established exchange yep. points. Right. Exactly. And cheering them right. on along the way and, mm-hmm. and just, you know, having that cohesive teamwork uh, mm-hmm. to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So when did you launch the one day races and, and why? Mm-hmm. Uh, we started those in 2016. And that was based on uh, basically the market because we were seeing uh, with Hood to Coast, well, we have seen for the last 22 years straight, uh, you know, we sell out on opening day of registration mm-hmm. in October with Hood to Coast. And the number of declined teams that uh, we're trying to get into, into Hood to Coast was increasing. And we thought, you know, this is just like an untapped resource right here. These people all want to be able to participate in our relay. Why don't we create, you know, some other cool kind of destination races for and relays that um, people could participate in. And it right. seemed like the one-day relays were a more attainable option for a lot of people mm-hmm. as well. Sure. So. Yeah, a little less intimidating. Right. There's not that, oh, I'm going to be so sleep-deprived. Right. You get a lot of the right. fun without a lot of the drawbacks. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what has been the reception to the, the one-day races? Are they also selling out? Yes. Uh, so I would say, let's see, three out of the five are selling out thus far. We have a couple uh, newer ones. So we have the Hood to Coast Oregon Classic, which is coming up, and that'll be an inaugural race in October. Uh, we just launched registration for that. So it hasn't sold out yet, but I imagine it definitely will. Yeah, it sound, sounds beautiful. You were telling me about before we started. Yeah, it it, it So where truly does that is. go? So that uh, starts and finishes in the Hood River downtown waterfront area, right along the Columbia mm-hmm. River. And uh, it traverses up through some beautiful uh, like uh, peach and apple orchards. You go up towards Temawanis Falls and Cold Springs Creek, um, up towards Mount Hood. And then uh, it's a, a looped course where you come back down off the mountain. So the second half of the course is, is definitely easier, which is <laughs> the good. Downhill. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> the, than the first half. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's really a beautiful, beautiful course. You get to, you know, you run by full sail brewing and, um, there's all kinds of, all kinds of just fun restaurants and, um, kind of attractions to sightsee and check out after you finish the race as well, right Mm -hmm. in that same area. Yeah. 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 And so uh, this is a side note. How much would you say your race, the, the original one, Mm -hmm. like what was the success rate that skyrocketed once the uh, documentary came out about it? Because it seemed, mm-hmm. you know, I've, d- I've done nine hood, original Hood to Coast right. races, and um, they were always popular, but it seemed like once right. that movie came out, it was just like everybody wanted to do it. Yeah. And social media seemed to add to it, too, because mm-hmm. then, you know, p- mm-hmm. people saw their friends doing it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing like uh, social media as far as word of mouth and um, firsthand experience. And, you know, you tell your friends and... Of course, they want experience and, and do all those fun things and seeing your pictures and whatnot. But yeah, the Hood to Coast movie, which came out in 2011, was mm-hmm. definitely a big um, kind of impetus and, and grew the interest in the race, especially internationally. Oh, so um, after after the release of the movie, that's when we were getting approached by, um, you know, a, f- a few different folks, um, like specifically in China about, hey, oh, wow. you know, we've been hearing about Hood to Coast. We want to put this on in China. Can you help us? Oh, so right. that's, uh, that's kind of how, how many, began. How many of your racers are international, do you think? Uh, well, we have Hood to Coast China, Taiwan, Israel, and what we call Hood to Coast Europe, which is near Amsterdam. So currently we right. have four. And then um, we're in the works to have another one, actually, uh, in what's called Hainan Island. And that is kind of, it's almost like Hawaii. And it's south okay. of Hong Kong, but it's part of China. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we, we've been over there, and it's like this beautiful kind of tropical uh, resort kind of feel to it. So mm. that one um, is, we haven't released, uh, mm. you know, officially to the public yet, but mm-hmm. it is tentatively scheduled for December of this year. Oh, interesting. And then yeah. then of the racers who are doing, say, the original Hood to Coast mm-hmm. here in Oregon, what percentage of those are international runners? Uh, coming to Hood to Coast? Yes. Uh, I would say it's probably about... 
10 to 12 percent. We we do limit it just because we want uh, to have a, a local contingent of runners uh, that can come in and for the volunteer component. Because right, we, sure, we've yeah, got to yeah. have got to right. have those. So, and do oh, you that do you then are you? I know yeah. I know that races like New York says okay, they're going to save out this percentage mm-hmm. for people in the tri-state New York area. Right. This percentage for international. You all do the same thing, exactly, exactly. But with obviously not tri-state New York, but with Oregon and yep. right, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, New Yorkers, apply to Hood to Coast. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. and we. Uh, there are teams that we have to deny, unfortunately, you know, coming from uh, more of the European countries, because we, we do have quite a few that apply from like Spain and Germany and Italy. So oh, that's huh. interesting. Yeah. I wonder what it is like, yeah, like to... what it is in those countries that just make right? these people want to do this. I mean, it's a, a fabulous race, but yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So and any plans for uh, more domestic ones other than the one you already mentioned here in Oregon? Um, not yet, but, you know, we're always open to suggestions, kind of hearing from participants. That was actually the impetus for, uh, Hood to Coast Oregon Classic, mm-hmm. uh, this new race that we have coming up in Hood River. That was based off of participant feedback that they wanted, uh, oh. a local, I, I should say, quote unquote, local, um, Portland area, mm-hmm. uh, running event that still felt a little bit of a, like a destination feel. So mm-hmm. we, we sent out a, a survey to folks mm. asking a lot of questions and, and that was definitely the the big takeaway that we got. So. Yeah, because you have Texas, you have Hilton Head Island. Mm-hmm. Um, where else do you have outside of the Pacific Northwest? Uh, let's see. Right now, I believe that's the only two. So we have Hood to Coast, Pacific City, mm-hmm. uh, Washington. We have High Desert, which is in Central Oregon. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like you mentioned, uh, well, like I mentioned, the Oregon Classic. And then, like you said, Hilton Head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Nice, nice, nice. One of the things that I love the most about one day races is how intense it is, because it's literally like 16 hours of doing this. Is it as intense for the race organizers? (laughs) That's a great question. Uh, Yeah, I would say it definitely is. And, you know, in a way, I think we kind of uh, feed off the adrenaline and the endorphin rush that we see amongst all you guys and the participants. And, you know, it kind of... uh, it gives us inspiration to see how much fun you all are having out there and, you know, cheering on your team. And it, at least I, I speak for myself, but I know for the rest of our office and our team that I think we we feel rejuvenated, you know, when we see just kind of the pure essence of all the work that, you know, we put into it and it might be the, uh, the logistics and the operations of it. But when you see the human side and you see, you know, the personal stories and how uh, teammates might be cheering each other on or how they're interacting with the local community. It's like, it kind of hits home. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's, that's exactly why we do this. Like it's, right. it's that human connection. And it's, um, it's just beautiful to see. Right. Nice. So I've always been curious, how do organizers decide where an exchange point is going to be? I mean, you know, so on the original Hood to Coast, it's, you know, maybe the Fred Meyer parking lot, which is a supermarket or, you know, the trailhead of a bike path, something like that. But other times it's just like mile 58 Mm -hmm. of, you know, highway so-and-so. Like, how do you, how do you decide that? Yeah. You know, it, it varies obviously depending on just purely parking space Mm. or it's also what do we think is feasible for uh, a team like we we try and limit it to be no shorter than three and a half miles just because you know the logistics of the vehicle getting to the next the next exchange point Mm -hmm. you know that that runner might you know if it was shorter get to the next exchange before the vehicle can Mm -hmm. um and then we also don't want to have it longer than nine miles because that gets to be you know, a little too tough. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, you know, trying to find any kind of, uh, you know, way station or school and things like that anywhere in that three to nine mile range sure. is kind of our, our sweet, sweet zone there. That's true. You do a lot of school and church parking mm-hmm. lots. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then you get some boosters out there selling stuff. Exactly. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Make yeah. it a win-win for them too. Yeah. 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 Um, so is it possible to have too many porta potties on a racehorse? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, the answer you would think would definitely be no. Um, <laughs> and I totally get it. I mean, I really do. Um, the only part about that is definitely the servicing. So like with hood to <laughs> you know, do you want that truck out there, you know, like pumping constantly a giant, giant, giant bay? But 
uh, it does fluctuate. You know, it's very interesting because, um, you know, you might be in a group like a, a almost like a, a group of teams that follow one another that mm-hmm. don't necessarily spread out. So you might be in a line, you know, waiting for a porta potty that's 15, 20 people deep and then see it a half an hour later and it's three people deep. Oh, so true. It's, right. like it's like, so hit or miss. It's like traffic right. on a highway, you yeah. know, that sometimes there's like a whole congestion of, of cars and then it's like, oh, here's me and right. my sea of empty highway. Right. It's just, right. it's just so, yeah. it seems so random. I'm sure there's a very mathematical, you know, um, system of, of how that works. But um, yeah, so it's, it's always a little bit of a uh, just, guessing game, view it, you know, see how it's operating during the actual race and then adjust the numbers. Um, we never go back. <laughs> That's the thing. We're always going, we're always increasing, but yeah, we've never gone back. Yeah. Fortunately, I think right now we're for like for hood to coast, we're at like 602 or 603. Sure. Uh, those, those honey bucket guys, when they oh, show gosh. up to pump though, man, they get a hero's right? welcome. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And they do it with like an awesome attitude. <laughs> they like, they like wear funny shirts and they're just, they're super cool. <laughs> they take it all in stride. Yeah, they, they fulfill a very necessary role in our society. Truly. Yep. truly. Yep. Yes. And it, you really appreciate it when you go to um, other countries and see the porta potties at those oh, races. It's mm-hmm. like, man, we have amazing facilities. This is great. <laughs> uh, that is true because I mean, I've been to China yeah. and I mean, yeah. you can go to the oh. Forbidden Palace and the the public right. restroom is a hole in the ground. Right. And oh, I realize yeah. that, that yeah. Americans are very pampered and mm-hmm. we, we probably demand too much. But so I can't even imagine oh, what yeah. a porta potty. Oh, oh, yeah. you, oh, you need to send a photo. <laughs> you need to tweet out a oh, photo yeah. or something. My, <laughs> my husband and I and our team, when we participate, in Hood to Coast China last year would uh like we'd get back in the van after using one it's like so how how is it on a scale of one to we had, for some reason I rated it on a one to seven scale <laughs> it's like so what is it is it was that a six you know it's like oh no <laughs> like you're, you're coming back like holding your breath but it's, you know it's all part of the fun <laughs> I've been um trying to figure out what the nuttiest thing I saw so we see I run the Seneca seven so far twice, but I intend to do it every year. And we see a lot of people in costume, Mm -hmm. Um, especially costumes that you wonder how people run in them. (laughs) Um, Is that done in hood to coast too? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the the awesome part. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, it, it feels like a, costume party on wheels sometimes because right you know, you're seeing, <laughs> like there's there's one team that always uh that we see almost every year and I think they're called red dress express mm-hmm. and they've got um you know like fancy red dresses on or they have like red tutus or you know something and they're just fully decked out that way or there might be right. um teams wearing um like full cowboy gear it's oh like boy. dang <laughs> that not only is that impressive, yeah. but that that looks sore to me. <laughs> but that's great, right. good for you. Right. Um, we had so... a there was a team this year that was running in those inflatable T Rex costumes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, saw them. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, exactly. Oh my gosh, I get yeah. so sweaty. I would get so sweaty. Right, and, and like, breathing. How are you not like, dead? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, but yeah. I mean, like, maybe it's like one of those challenges where, like, you know, you've heard of the the guy who ran the marathon backwards. And it's like, right. well, you know, it's a new challenge. Right. Makes it interesting, I guess. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, you know, one year when I ran the original Hood to Coast, I wanted to be on it so badly. I didn't know anybody who was running it. This was before having this business. And so I just paid back in the day, paid five bucks to sign up on that list where you could get picked oh, yeah. up by a team. Right. Do you, is there similar things for your one day races or, or no? Um, right now what we do is basically just have a forum on our Facebook page. So like, you know, Hood to Coast, or sorry, Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash Hood to Coast. And we have a place where folks can just, um, look for a runner or walker or vice versa. So they can, okay. you know, they can match with whomever. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of just how we have slowly uh, migrated to letting folks, um, pair with one another and we stay out of it. Okay. And so, but for the, also for the one day races, they can find. Yeah. Oh, they yes, can. Okay. Exactly. So, exactly. and your Facebook page then is for all your races. You don't have like exactly. 
uh, the one day for the Washington or no, anything like we that. Just, yeah, we, we thought about doing that a long time ago, and we just decided to keep it all under the, just the one big, umbrella. One, one big party. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Right. Nice. Nice, nice. Well, great. Well, um, thanks for joining us again, Felicia. It's always nice Thank to you. see you. Yes, it was wonderful talking with you. Yeah, and nice to meet you. Thanks again. Our next guest is a loyal Bammer who I've had the pleasure of knowing for, I realize it's probably close to a decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cindy Pelto used to help stuff swag bags for our challenges before we launched the train like a mother club. And I see her at a lot of local races. Um, and she's also been profiled on our site. Uh, This mom of two and long-term substitute teacher has run numerous relay races, including many single-day ones. So glad to finally have you on the show, Cindy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, let's start with, remind us how old your kids are these days. Okay. Uh, Andrew is 16, driving all over, got his first job. He's working at Target this summer. Nice. And Lauren is almost 13. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Yours are about the same as mine. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, So tell me a little bit about your running background. Sure. Um, I ran track in high school, but for me, it was purely social. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I don't believe it, Cindy. You liking to talk? I don't don't believe it. It was purely social. I ran distance and it was just an excuse to run by the tennis courts and flirt with my future husband. Um, (laughs) Yep. And it was just it was a fun opportunity to be to be active and social. Um, I really wasn't very competitive in high school. Um, And then I didn't run for a very long time. Uh, Fast forward to when I had my second child, Lauren. She was um, almost two, and I was just really looking for something active. Um, So I found stroller strides. And stroller strides, I I almost get emotional talking about my connection with stroller strides Mm. because it, it, it is my connection to... Many of the women in my life currently who I do all these fun relay races with and who are some of my closest friends. Um, We all bonded over having small children, needing to get out of the house, needing exercise. And it's what got me running again. Um, I convinced a few of my friends to train for a half marathon and here we are. I mean, we've, we've done marathons together, countless half marathons, countless relays. Um, they're some of my favorite people in the world and all of our kids have grown up now, but you know, we have stroller strides to thank for that. Right. Oh, that's awesome. I did not know that. Cindy. Yeah. That is lovely. That is lovely. So, um, so, okay. So you're a longtime devotee of overnight races, including yes. Cascade Lakes Relay, which is a very popular Oregon, um, race. Yes. And so what made you shift to one day races? Well, um, just the opportunity we have here in Oregon. Um, there's, there's so many of them to choose from. Um, the relay races are, really my way of connecting with my girlfriends mm-hmm. um it's our it's our weekend getaway it's it's our chance to leave our roles as mothers wives partners teachers employees behind and just be stupid for a weekend <laughs> i mean we we really are and it's just so much fun um that being said the we happened upon the one day relay um by chance, because it was one of our Bammer's birthdays, her 40th birthday, Brandy. And mm-hmm. um, she reached out to us and said, I want to do this relay race. It's on my birthday and I'm turning 40. And so I want this to be my birthday party. And we were like, of course. <laughs> I mean, that that sounds perfect. So we rented a cute house. And this was the very first year of Hujikos, Washington. Um, and got our team of six together and went up there for Brandy's birthday weekend. And, um, we kept coming back year after year cause it was, we had such a good time and I, you know, I'm, I'm sure we can get into the logistics a little bit later of why we had such a good time, but mm-hmm. it was, um, you know, that's kind of how we happened upon the one day relay. I've done another one day relay with couples, um, my husband and then my friend Amy and her husband and my friend Audrey and her husband, we did the Ben beer chase, which was in, in Bend. And that's a Cascade Lakes relay event. Um, and we called it our marriage retreat. So, um, (laughs) we left all the kids with grandparents or neighbors and went down to Bend and had a lot of fun just as couples hanging out. Nice. Nice. I love that. (laughs) I'm Um, just imagining though, you know, for the one day relays, relay races I've done there's usually somebody naked at one point I'm just wondering how that worked out uh 
changing clothes, not like just hanging out naked. Oh, right. it's, it's Oregon. I thought you meant just somebody being naked. <laughs> well, that is true. That is true. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it, well, it's cold here. So, you know, we don't tend to hang out naked. So. Yeah, no, uh, people, everybody gets their van time. Everybody gets their okay. time to, to wiggle out of their sweaty clothes and into their into their dry, clean clothes. So, okay. Or maybe people just look the other way. <laughs> that, yeah, we bring along beach towels for that, too. Uh-huh. Okay, yep. uh, yes. Cindy leaves no, you know, dilemma or situation unplanned. So I am known as the van mom. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. I, I am known as the van mom. Um, all right. So besides the obvious, you know, sleeping under the stars in a field mm-hmm. of parked vans, um, you know, what are some of the differences between the two types of relay races, the multi-day and the one day? And um, what is it you like best about one day races? Hmm. Yeah, there's the obvious lack of sleep deprivation, which is really great. Um, You know, just logistically, it's a lot easier to do the one-day relay. Um, Our van is less crowded. We're not carrying food for two days and water. I mean, you know, when we do Cascade Lakes Relay, it's, it's hot. It's in the middle of July. It's... Um, there's very few places we can stop. So we have our big five gallon jug of water and then some, and, um, we have camping gear and, um, sleeping bags and pillows and, um, much more food because we're gone for that much longer and we're running that much farther. Um, so just logistically, it's a lot, uh, less to think about, mm-hmm. um, we we kind of joked this year because uh, it's our third our third year in a row of doing this one that at this point we all just kind of threw some crap in a bag and left. I mean, we <laughs> I, my pre, my prepping for Hood to Coast Washington this year um, involved going to Trader Joe's the morning I was picking everybody up and just grabbing stuff from the shelves. Right. Um, I mean, we really just you know as long as you've got your running shoes and some clothes and you know flip flops for after. Um, we were we were good. I mean, it was it was really just about the the girlfriend weekend for us, and mm-hmm. um, and I think too that that's really the difference in the one day versus the two day for me, um, and for many of my Bammer friends is the two day relay takes so much out of us, and and we're having to make so many plans mm-hmm. to be away for the weekend, you know, mm-hmm. for our kids to be taken care of, and um, things just you know, having our ducks in a row at home, the whole point in getting away is to spend time with each other. And the one day relay allows us to have that time with each other. We're only in one van. There's only six of us. So it's not like one of our vans is having an experience and the other van is having a totally different experience or, um, you know, then you have the drama of, well, who goes in which van with, you know, who's, who's, so there's just none of that. It right. it just completely negates all of that. And it's just, um, it allows us to spend time with one another. And that's really why we do it. Right. Yeah. And there's no like, oh, we got dogged. We're on the right. one that goes from midnight to 5 right. a.m. while you guys are sleeping at Audrey's house. Right. Yeah. And, right. and it's just, um, you know, like I said, it's just the whole purpose for us doing this from me personally and from my friends for doing these relays is to spend time with one another and reconnect. Um, you know, two of the girls on our teams live in, lives in Washington. Now they don't, you know, one girl moved up to Bainbridge Island. So the only time I see Christine anymore is when we get together for, you know, this, this event. And it's, we, we got to cram a lot of catching up into this weekend and, you know, yeah, we get out of the van and run a little bit, but um, <laughs> it's it's really for our team. It's really about the connection and reconnecting with one another as women. And we kind of leave all of the mom stuff and wife stuff behind. And we're just, like I said, we're goofy. We're really, really goofy for a weekend. And it's invigorating and it's rejuvenating. So I wanted to talk a little bit about assembling a team because there's mm-hmm bunch of different ways that people do it um for seneca seven the first year i kind of knew that i wanted to do the race and i nobody in my immediate neighborhood at the time um there aren't i I live in a very small town so there just aren't many runners here and then there aren't that many that you can convince to do a day-long relay um so i talked to the bammers that i knew that were kind of a reasonable day's drive from that part of New York. And it seemed like if I asked them, they would say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, this is going to be crazy, but let's spend 12 hours in a van together and maybe run a little bit. Um, so that's kind of how this team came together. And we've 
dropped and added, you know, people have kind of had, were busy that weekend or other things came up over time. Um, and there have been people on our team that were strangers to three quarters of the team, but -hmm. were recommended by somebody else. Um, so how do you go about putting, it sounds like you have a pretty stable team, but. Well, I mean, it's, it's varied. Um, and it changes depending on the event that we're doing and Mm -hmm. the reason we're doing it. Like I said, when the first, the first one day really we did was, um, the Ben beer chase and that was our marriage retreat. That was the couples. Um, the very, very, very first relay I ever did was hood to coast. And I happened upon it because I was one of those people that got called at the last minute saying, Hey, we had a couple people back out of our team. I know you run, Oh, by the way, we also need a van, and I know you have a minivan. That's Cindy. Uh-huh. She does it all. She runs and she's, has and a van. She has and a she's van. a mom. Yeah, so and I, she's organized. Yeah, clearly, she'll have a van. Um, thanks, Christine, by the way. Um, so, yeah, Christine hooked me up with her friends, and, and they were complete strangers, men and women, running it. Um, and I had a blast. It was it was a ton of fun. It was, um, And after that, I knew I – after that, though, I knew I wanted to make my own team. I – I had a hard time not being in charge of certain things. Yes, I understand. Um, yes. So, I, I, yeah, I figured you would. Yep. Um, so I think I decided that I was going to make my own team and I wanted it to be girlfriends. Um, not that I didn't enjoy running with the guys. They were yeah. a ton of fun and, and super nice. Um, but, um, yeah, so I put in for a Hood to Coast team the next year. We didn't get it because it's super popular. Um, so we ran Epic Relay, which was just this random local relay that went from Beaverton to Eugene. Um, <laughs> and it was a ton of fun. And so we were like, all right, we're just going to keep trying. So the next year we got into Hood to Coast and, um, you know, had a great time. I That's just kind of how it evolved for me mm-hmm. um, over the years. I've had several other Hood to Coast teams where I only really wanted to be in charge of filling one van. So I reached out to other people I knew and said, hey, do you want to be in charge of the other van? So we kind of two captained it. Right. And that worked out really, really well. That's a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I did that two years in a row. um, And we had a mixed bag, men and women. Um, one of those years I convinced my sister to finally come out to Oregon and do Hood to Coast for her 40th birthday. So, um, yes, she finally did that and it was a blast. We had a great time together. Um, you know, but the, so the, the Washington one day relay though has, has strictly been our girlfriend weekend. We, Mm -hmm. we rent a house, we go up there for the weekend. Um, several of us take the day off on Friday and we head up there we have a lovely dinner together that someone else prepared for us. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we just start connecting. We hang out in the hot tub. That's our only qualification in a house is that it has to have a hot tub. <laughs> um, and because uh, strangely, some of them don't. So um, a house without hang a out. hot tub. That's I know. Crazy. I know. A vacation house without a hot tub. <laughs> so we we hang out in the hot tub and we get ready. And, you know, we just kind of make sure everything's ready for the next morning and, and head out. Um, this year, we actually weren't going to do it this year after last year because logistically Hood to Coast Washington did, did this thing the first two years where they started pretty far away. And so since we stayed overnight on Friday night, we had to get up and the, and the start times for the one day relay are really, really early. Like our start time was 4.15 in the morning. Oh boy. And so we had to get up and leave our vacation house because we've stayed at the finish line to drive to the start line. Mm. And so we were getting up at 1.30 in the morning Ouch. To, to leave at 2, to drive to the start line, to be there by our start time right. so that we could then re- – so we were sleep-deprived. And it was like – it negated the whole like, oh, we don't have to stay overnight because – or, you know, run through the yep, night. Because yeah. we were basically doing that before the relay even began. Mm-hmm. So we had kind of all decided, all right, we're good. And then Hood to Coast Washington sent the email that said, <laughs> good news, we're looping the course for our third year. It starts and finishes in the same spot. I was like, ladies, we're signing up again. So, <laughs> And it was amazing. We had the best time. We rolled out of bed, threw Stephanie over the start line, said, see you at the exchange. And it was glorious. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah that's, that's the great thing about uh, Seneca 7 is that you're racing around a lake. So, yeah. you know, you start and finish pretty much in the same in the same yeah, spot for sure yeah um so one of the secrets to having a fun relay day we discovered or at least i discovered on the second time around which was to have zero expectations whatsoever 
mm-hmm. and also to have dry shoes in the van. Yes. Um, have there been some tricks that you've learned over the years? I, th- I mean, I think you really hit the nail on the head with the expectations. And I think that it's it's just the most important part of having a successful relay team is that everyone is on the same page with their expectations yep. about the weekend, the event. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, things happen. I mean, uh, you have to, you know, for me personally, any relay I've ever done has not been to, to win. It's been to win my weekend away. And, right. um, you know, just to know that if I have a really crappy run and if I didn't come in at my 930 splits like I signed up for and said I was going to do for that leg, that nobody is going to, you know, care. <laughs> They're just going to be like, hey, high five. Give me the bracelet. I'm going to go. Right. So, um, you know, just to make sure that the whole team has the same expectations. And, you know, if you're doing the, the two van relay, making sure both vans have the same expectations. Um, and, you know, just I think that that's really the key to having a successful relay team. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of relay teams out there that, that have different expectations than, than mine. I mean, there's, there's people who train really hard and go out and are in it to win it and kudos to them. Like we're all just uh, high-fiving them as they hand off bracelets super fast. So it's really, it's really great. The event itself is so great because you see so many teams there for different reasons. There's people who put teams together to, you know, in memory of somebody, or there's families that come together mm-hmm. to race it together, like a family reunion. There's, you know, girlfriends, there's couples, there's there's so many different, re, you know, teams, like training teams come together and do these relays as a training thing. So again, as long as the whole team has the same expectations, it'll be a successful event. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So you reference about the one of the differences between two day and one day races is you have a whole lot less food in the van. Yeah. And but also conversely, you can't when you have two vans in for a longer overnight event, you can also go off and depending on where you are, mm-hmm. you can go off and get an actual meal oh, yeah. at somebody's house, at a restaurant, perhaps that sort of thing. But so how do you handle the nutrition of um you know, having stuff in the van, having it be easy to to digest, easy to grab, yep. you know, because you got to run twice in one day. You do. And you have less recovery time. Yes. Um, you know, with the one day relay, yeah, you only have two legs, but you don't have that big, long stretch of, of time while the other van is running for yep. hours on end. Um, it's you run through your six people and then you're running through your six people again. Yes. So, um, <laughs> The food, you know, the food's an issue. And I know my girls are going to be giggling um, when they're listening to this because TMI always takes center stage on a relay with with, uh, spammers. I mean, it is, uh, there's just digestive issues. Okay. And, um, and there's no way around it. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you've prepared and if you planned and you've packed all these yummy little snacks for yourself, or if you just raided the shelves at Trader Joe's, it doesn't matter. Um, you're asking your body to do something kind of crazy and it's going to revolt a little on you and you just have to accept that, I guess. Um, or maybe we've just accepted it at this point. Um, you know, um, just making sure you have food on hand that you're going to want to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, that's hard because in the, in the relay, you're, you'll look at what you planned and packed and think, oh, what yeah. was I thinking? Oh, I exactly. I, I don't, I don't want to eat that yummy kale salad that no, I brought. No. Um, no, no, no. I want peanut butter stuffed pretzels yeah. from Trader Joe's and that's yeah. what I'm going to eat. And I'm going to eat re- them in Nutella. So just yes. don't know that going in. Absolutely. Yeah. My yeah. relay team's required to bring um, all sorts of peanut products because Brandy and I both have peanut allergy daughters. Oh, okay. And so when we are away from our daughters, we eat all things peanuts. <laughs> Yep. peanut butter sandwiches peanut butter pretzels you name it um yeah and then we have to decontaminate the van but yep. it's uh yeah so I think it doesn't matter two-day relay one-day relay food's always going to be an issue um I will say though it's easier to bring what you are going to need um, we always have a big five gallon water jug that I keep in the van and so we can just refill our water bottles with that yep. mm-hmm. um, and it's you know it's just staying hydrated and drinking our noon and eating our snacks mm-hmm. um, we eat a really big dinner the night before together as a team and then we look forward to our our dinner afterwards mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's also nice to have a good cook who, you know, bakes some yummy things or, yeah. you know, yep. makes steel cut oats and puts it in little individual Ziploc bags. That you know? all sounds great. Yeah. So yes. it's always good to have somebody like that on your team. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the peanut butter energy balls. Those were delicious. Yes, those yeah. Thank you for those. We, um, yes. I made a those big batch of superhero muffins and we had those. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, look at we that. also discovered that in Seneca 7 at the midway point in Watkins Glen, there's a Burger King. Um, and I have to say a small hamburger right at the midway point, because it has, you run three times in that race, yeah. is absolutely the right amount of fat and salt and vaguely meat-like protein. Yes. Uh, I, I hear you. I hear you. carbohydrates with the bun. Yes. Yes. On, yeah. On it's our, white on, carbs. Uh-huh. On, yeah. Our last, um, on our last Hood to Coast, there was a McDonald's at one of the exchanges in the wee early hours of the morning that thank God was open because right. a breakfast biscuit, like a bacon, egg, and cheese Ooh, breakfast biscuit yeah. was amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're making people I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my stomach doesn't growl now. <laughs> um, so, all right. Another practical question. Yeah. What gear tips do you have? Like for, mm-hmm. you, you know, for an overnight race, like the original Hood to Coast, I always packed three separate outfits, put them in plastic bags yep. because then the plastic bag, then you put the wet clothes in there and they don't get all nasty with your stuff. I mean, but you still need a headlamp. Yep. Right. You still need a vest. You do um, because you're starting so early in the morning that mm-hmm. like the first four legs are um, having to wear headlamps and safety vests. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and that's, and that's super important. Um, so yeah, you still have some of those logistic things to bring along with you. Um, every, everyone in my team brings a change of clothes because nobody wants to, even, even though you're not having as much time between your legs, nobody wants to sit around in wet, sweaty sports bra, um, and gross clothes. So we always change and just put dry clothes on. Yeah. Ziploc bags, not just for keeping your clothes put away, but the you know the odor the van is stinky enough we don't need to smell your sweaty sports bra (laughs) so um yeah zip them up and you know flip-flops for in between um and a sweatshirt because or a zip-up hoodie because it gets chilly you know it's chilly in the wee early morning of the hours and when you're just standing around at the exchange waiting for your runners um you're it's chilly so You know, just a couple of layers, but again, you're, you don't have to have the pillows and the sleeping bags and the extra change of clothes and um, all that other stuff in the van because it's all back at the house waiting for you. What because also the time the time goes by quickly. It right? does go by quickly. We do take, I mean, we, we baby wipe shower big time and that <laughs> makes a big difference. So um, whoever just gets finished running gets use of the van for however long they need it after their leg oh. um, and they can baby wipe down, change their clothes they pick what seat they want to be in um and then we head to the next exchange and wait for our runner so we make sure that our gal who just finished running feels comfortable and um you know has everything that she needs and then and then we head on out wow wait the exchange yeah yeah i know your your team sounds so um civilized yeah it really does i was just thinking wow oh, we're so sounds, not that sounds lovely <laughs> just, it, it is. usually it's like get in get in get yeah, in we're late like, we're late we gotta yeah. go she's well, only got a 3.2 yeah we'll that's later. the thing though the the legs are long enough and um and it there's not okay so with the one day relay the other great thing about it is you don't have all that insane traffic traffic there's no traffic really there's no traffic yeah. at the exchanges there's no traffic on uh, the road because and I, I mean, huge plug for Hood to Coast. They've done an excellent job of maintaining the registrations for this event so that it doesn't get out of control with wow, traffic. Wow, because that is such a drive. Oh, no. there it's is, amazing. Because then you're pitting out yep. because you know that you're yep. keeping your runner waiting. Or if you made the mistake that I have sometimes made on relay, you don't pee at the... Right. The, and so you th- there were times I thought I was going to drown in my own urine. Right. No. Like, yeah. Porta potty lines aren't as long. Wow. Um, and, they, and they always do a great job with having enough... As a former race director, um, they do an excellent job of having enough porta potties. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, you know, there's just... The, the traffic is nil and wow. it's so great. Huh. And they've done an excellent job with locations of their exchanges too. There's plenty of, most of the exchanges have plenty of parking. <laughs> um, you know, and some of them are just in tough spots and I'll be, I'll be really excited to, um, to listen to how they um, decide where they're going to have their exchanges um, because 
some of them are tough. Some of them are tough spots. Mm-hmm. And it's um, the volunteers always do an amazing job of getting everybody in and out. But um, yeah, the traffic on the road is nil. I mean, we can just zip to the next exchange and they have time to wait around. Wow. Yeah. And then do, do your van, do you all stop midway and cheer for your runner? So because that's a, that's a big de- point of debate right, between teams. That's okay. We why. used to. We don't anymore. Okay. okay. <laughs> High five. High five. Air five. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we used to. And, and again, also, it depends. We always ask our runner. It depends on the leg she's running, mm-hmm. um, how many miles, what time of day it is, if it's going to be hot. hot yeah. um, so, you know, I think this last time we stopped one time for Brandy because she had to start her leg with the safety vest on but really didn't want to run the whole thing with it Uh Um, and we knew about 20 minutes into the run the time because you have to have it on until 9 Mm a.m. and she started her run at like 8 40 and so we pulled over grabbed the vest from her gave her some more water high-fived her and went on our way because she was probably wearing a cute AMR tank top so she wanted to showcase (laughs) it you know I can understand that so I appreciate that good job I know Cindy Uh, yeah yeah. Brandy and I always have our AMR tanks on (laughs) and visors visors Uh Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, the, the, we stopped one other time. I wanted the ladies to stop for me on my last leg because it was my longest and it was mostly uphill and it was hot. It was really hot. And so I just wanted them to check in on me to make sure I could fill my water bottle. Mm -hmm. Um, but other than that, mm -mm. but see, that also goes to having the team have the same expectations because you don't want one or two people in there who are like, what do you mean? You're not going to stop. No. Like, you know, and right. that's fine. I both yep. both are completely sure. valid ways to do a relay. Yep. But you want to make sure that you're on the same page with those expectations. Right. For sure. And there's a there's a couple of legs, you know, on like Hood to Coast has the one leg where you have to be at the top with the toilet paper banner, right? For your <laughs> for your runner five, third leg, runner five. Everyone who's run Hood to Coast knows which leg I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, Brandy ran it for us one year. We had the toilet paper banner that they run through. Yay, because they made it up that horrible, horrible climb on their third leg. Uh-huh. Um, but other than that, no, we just, I mean... I guess we're just practical moms. We're like, good luck, girl. We'll see you at the yeah. see you at the exchange. We're gonna go stand in the porta potty line and eat some peanut butter pretzels. So, yeah. I'd like to say we are not sponsored by peanut butter pretzels of any sort. But if there's any listening that would like to yeah. sponsor this podcast, right? right. It's, it's just a necessity. Our yeah, band was. We're, uh, I'm not gonna say that I am big on the cowbell, mm. but there are members of the team who are big on the cowbell. So we would try and catch the person in the middle of their run oh yeah we always there. always have cowbell out the window cowbell. like yeah. cowbell at the ready yeah. we ha- we have a van full of cowbells so um but the yeah. great thing too is we have uh, you know you on the one day relay the people you start with you you kind of are with you yeah kind of you kind of together. see the other yeah. teams and so we start cheering for each other like we'll recognize you know we recognize the one group of guys that were always in the neon green shirts and they were checking in on us when one of our runners got injured and so we would cowbell for them when we would drive by or beat the horn <laughs> or something like that but um yeah it's just it's really the one day relay I find I found much more camaraderie amongst the teams that we oh. would run into um oh. you know I saw Brooke at the beginning we started at the same time um Uh Brooke Thames from uh one of our AMR buddies and um uh team eat my sparkles so (laughs) they 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 do a kind of a team uniform where they all wear sparkle skirts um and I run into Brooke all the time uh at our relays and so you know but we would be passing them or they would be passing us kind of piggybacking and we'd see them at exchanges and chit chat and so it's it's just kind of a fun um I don't know it's just a little bit more laid back and Mm-hmm. you know right mm-hmm. right you mentioned um the team yeah. uniform so every year we've tried <laughs> to we've gotten snazzy um amr mm-hmm. tank tops and every year the weather has been um right. 40 30 40 degrees and you wear it as a snowing. singlet right. like over the long sleeve shirt <laughs> Yes, it's a good look. wear it or it's a over good a jacket. Sure. Or a jacket. Yeah, it's a good look. Um, I mean, we all want to be yeah. on the team. You know, we all want to show off our, our tank tops. But, you know, 40 degrees is a little yeah. a little much. Um, so it sounds like you try to always have kind of a team. Eh, no, I mean. <laughs> they just have a collection of we, AMR tank tops yeah, and visors. So they, there's they, a few they, of us that do. But honestly, it's one more logistical piece that we don't want to think about because um, it's, mm-hmm. again, our, our time away to not have to think about stuff like that. Like, so we just want to be comfortable. Like our expectation for my team is 
we want you wear what you are comfortable wearing it mm-hmm. and so we generally don't have any kind of team uniform per se um one year we did cascade lakes relay um we were celebrating my friend amy who is a cancer uh, breast cancer survivor and so we were all in pink for uh, her leg and um because okay. she was doing a memory leg for all of the women out there who are warrior cancer survivors and so um you know we've done little things like that here and there but um again it's really just be comfortable wear what isn't going to chafe mm-hmm. and um <laughs> you know whatever gets you to the finish line yep mm-hmm. yep well speaking of the finish line one of my favorite memories or moments from the two relay races that i've done is when you cross the finish together yeah. as a team um and then usually we go and take a picture down by the lake um because you finish right by the yep. top of the lake are there any moments like that that stand out for you? You know, the finish line is always a ton of fun. This year was really, um, this year was was different. It was really important to us to finish as a team, though, because um, our strongest bammer, Brandy, got injured on her first leg. And um, yeah, oh, she no. she um, has been in a boot since the race. So mm. Um, mm. she had something nasty happen with her Achilles and um, just couldn't put any more pressure on her foot. So we finished the race for Brandy. You know, we kind of, we joke that we kind of just mommed it after that. We were like, <laughs> we're going to do whatever we ha- can and whatever we have to do to cover these miles together and cross the finish line for Brand. And um, so I had the last part of that last leg and I met my, you know, I was kind of there waiting for them because Brandy was hobbling and Christine was piggybacking her um, and they met up with us and we piggybacked Brandy across the finish line Aww. and uh, and got our medals. And, you know, the the great thing we loved about that we love about the Hood to Coast events is they do such an amazing after party. Like mm-hmm. they have mm-hmm. a great band. Radical Revolution plays their Hood to Coast Washington. They are a phenomenal cover band here in Portland. And I, I love, love them. You, I love you knowing the name of it. I do. They're <laughs> They're amazing. I know, right? <laughs> they are. Hit Machines played before. Love, love Hit Machine. Wouldn't you know it all? I do. I'm a former race yeah. director. Hit Machine played my race. Thanks, Bart. Um, so, but they have such an amazing after party. And the great thing about the one-day relay is you have energy, energy. Uh-huh. to party yes. at the yeah. after party. And you have something left in your legs to dance. And um, this year was different. I mean, with Brandy injured... Again, it goes back to everybody, everybody being on the same page about why they're there. Um, you know, we're so close and such good friends that it really, all of a sudden the after party became a non-event for us. Aww. And we just wanted to go back to the house, get in the hot tub, order pizza. <laughs> we mommed that too because we put like candles out on the table and had oh, our goodness. wine glasses oh and all just hung around and had a lovely dinner together that nobody complained about and um and we just like rehashed the day and talked about how thankful we were that we were all there together and nobody cared that we weren't dancing at the finish line so um this year was it was different but it was it was so good oh yeah awesome yeah well cindy thank you for joining us and all i'm thinking is why did i wait so long to have you on the podcast (laughs) i know well i i watched amy on the podcast one time that was a lot of fun Um, and i've called in before but i've never been down here talking on the mic so (laughs) thanks for having me you did awesome thank you well adrian what do you think i think you need to um maybe head to the pacific northwest and, and do a relay I'm yeah. also thinking the one on the island near Hong Kong. I mean, oh, Kong. yes. yes. <laughs> Although I, I sense the underlying theme of that would be humidity. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, not <laughs> yeah. my favorite. No. Tropical flowers and wonderful birds maybe, but humidity. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, gosh, they just all sound so fantastic. So awesome. Well, here is Dimity to tell us about something in the Train Like a Mother Club. Hey everybody, it's Dimity coming to you with the Train Like a Mother Club Corner in the middle of July. I wanted to read this one post from Megan who just ran a half marathon um, on July 9th. She said, so I survived the Missoula Run Wild Half. My training cycle fell apart, but I stayed on pace until mile 10. I pushed my four-year-old twins. Again, I want to just repeat that. I pushed my four-year-old twins through the whole half marathon. Then pushing the kids started some awful back spasms. She walked for about two and a half miles and then ran to the finish. I'll take it. 
is an absolutely beautiful race to run. Well-organized, great aid stations, and wonderful community support. And the after-party food is delicious, catered by a local grocery store, local gourmet grocery store. I've signed up for the Newport, Rhode Island half in October and jumped into a new training plan and cycle. Here we go again. So Megan is in the traditional programs, um, coached by Amanda Loud in the Train Like a Mother Club. And I uh, just wanted to just give her a shout out because it doesn't sound like the training plan could have fallen that far apart because she's got this awesome picture of her with her um, looking very triumphant in the race. She's got her arm up, you know, in the bicep, really strong bicep. We can do it picture um, and pushing her again, her four-year-old twins, which I got to say four-year-olds, they weigh a little bit. So great job, Megan. Have a great week, everybody. And I will see you next week. Hey, if you're a fan of this show, um, and I suspect you are, if, you've, if you're still listening to me talking, uh, leave us a rating, please, or tell someone about the show so that they tune in as well. Our podcast... Okay, you're going to make note of that. Yes, you are. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by the persnickety Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. <laughs> Many happy miles. <laughs> 